Welcome back to Podcast 9 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. Follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. For 30% off Shot Quality Bets, please use the promo code ODDS23. Get a new perspective in capping college basketball. If you'd like to support The Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, Please visit theozbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our premium handicappers and get their place before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks newsletter subscriber. My friends, this is the last early in the week show for the Ozbreakers until at least March Madness. We usually have a few early ones on March Madness as well. And maybe until the NFL draft. So a little bit surreal here. Only down to two NFL teams. Going to do a quick recap on all that. I also made an early Super Bowl play that I'm going to give out at the end of this episode. And if you are interested in becoming a member to get our plays before the line moves and when they're made, we are still giving you a promotion. Any package, get a free Odds Breakers polo. Well, let's get right into it then. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the weekend. And there was a lot of the bad and the ugly. Not so much for the good. I myself went 5-8 and eight against the spread in college basketball on Saturday. Not the greatest day. And then at least 1-0 and oh in college basketball on Sunday. For the good in our NFL, probably the larger props. The Miles Sanders one was under. I knew that McCole Hardman was playing, so I took three uh, Kansas City receiver totals under, nailed two of them. The Valdez-Scantling unfortunately went over because of the Kadarius-Tony injury. I thought this was going to be the Tony game, and then he got injured right away in the first quarter, so it forced Mahomes to throw it in other places. We also had an injury later to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, but in general, the only other really good was Mahomes. You know, Mahomes' ankle was taped up like I expected, but he was also better than 75% of the other quarterbacks in the NFL, even with a limp foot. A lame foot, right? He was able to complete some great passes that game. You know, so Mahomes is still Mahomes. Was there help there? Well, there's some very, very bad in that game. I'm going to start with some West Virginia on the bad. Massive bad beat for West Virginia. Minus three and a half batters. Minus four batters. About 20-some seconds left. You have the ball, you're up six, and you get fouled. You expect to get up seven or eight. Well, you miss, for, miss the one and one. Auburn shoots a, a three, down by three points. But you're like, okay, this is okay. They're going to get fouled. Well, instead, Auburn steals the ball. <laughs> now, that also knocked away some seconds in that game. But they are also missing more free throws later in the game. 
Less than 30 seconds left, up six with the ball. You think that's an easy cover for minus three and a half, but no, they just couldn't hit free throws. They kept screwing up. Auburn kept hitting shots and ended up losing by three points to West Virginia. So that was a very, very rough one on college basketball. I actually missed a lot of coin flips. Miami, a couple other ones. But another bad in college basketball was the Portland Pilots. And this was a free play that I gave out that did not hit. Uh, up, well, no, sorry, I should say down two points with like eight minutes left. It's a two-point game with eight minutes left. You Not only did you choke away the 13-point spread, but you choked away the game. I mean, absolute massive failure at the end of that game. Just couldn't hit anything. Well, Gonzaga was hitting everything. That defense for Portland is very bad. Very, very bad. There were some air balls that game as well. But that was another rough one when you think that's, you know, 95% chance to cover and you don't. So definitely had my share of that all weekend in college basketball. Another bad, Zach Taylor's first half clock management. Instead of clocking it, you let about 20 extra seconds off the clock. You know, that could have gave you a chance to get in the end zone. Instead, you had to settle for the field goal down 13-3 to to make it 13-6. to You know, that was rough. Zach Taylor, terrible game plan as well. You know, the hurt offensive line, Burrow's just sitting in the pocket. Now, they did take away some of the short stuff, and I will give them credit for that. But there, there's some quick slants they didn't try to take advantage of to the receivers. Uh, later in the game, they were getting double wide on the receivers. Didn't throw it enough to Hayden Hurst, and Joe Burrow did not use his legs nearly enough in that type of situation. You know, Joe Burrow should have been more of the Josh Allen that game. But that was a bad game plan, in my my opinion, by Zach Taylor. Game was there for them to win. Obviously, the Niners. Everything, uh, we got to understand what happened to the quarterbacks, and that's for the next part. But the Niners just really not trying in the third quarter. You know, it's, you see them running the ball the whole third quarter. Now, I know you're, you you don't got guys with arms. But you got to try something. Maybe some more McCaffrey out there, you know. But them not trying to throw it at all was a head scratcher. But that was very, very sad to see uh, in that game. And that was not a game at all because of what happened to Purdy in the beginning of the, of the game. I still think the Eagles personally would have won because that was my lean. But that was just bad. All kinds of bad for uh, the Niners um, in the third quarter there. Um, Bengals going away from Jamar Chase at the end of the game. Now, I know he was double covered, but you got to figure out a way to get him the ball or at least get it to Hayden Hurst. They're trying to throw it to Irwin, who never plays. They were so out of sync together, Burrow and Irwin. That was not going to work out when Boyd went out. You should have forced the ball to Hayden Hurst and use your legs a little bit more. And then finally, teasers. Teasers were very bad. You know, and uh, it's one of those situations. Long teasers had the proper numbers going through the three and the seven. But there's two games to tease. I thought both were volatile. And uh, it turned out that the Eagles one was more volatile. Very, very rough for the teasers this weekend. Finally, the ugly Brock Purdy actually getting injured in the first, was it the first drive of that game? That was absolutely terrible. I mean, as soon as that happened and you saw how bad Johnson was, you're like, how the heck is this guy in the NFL? And then you also think to yourself, 
man, did he practice the last five weeks or something? <laughs> I mean, he was been backing up for a while. I mean, what was the other plan here? Not a good contingent plan for the Niners, and man, did they have bad quarterback luck. 49ers uh, quarterbacks, very, very ugly what happened there, and it must be something with Brock Purdy's shoulder uh, or maybe elbow, but either way, bad, bad luck for the Niners. Another ugly, Ron Torbert. I mean, this officially in crew might be the worst in the NFL, and they gave him an NFC or an AFC championship game. Just freaking ugly. A play disappeared after you call it, but also you blew the whistle like it was going normally anyway. Also, nobody heard a whistle, otherwise the whole team would have been jumping up and down saying it's dead. There was no whistle. That's the whole point. And also that whole clock thing, are you sure that it didn't start when the play was snapped? Because wasn't it 10-24 and after the play it was down to 10-16? I have to relook at that. But what the hell was that? You know, I don't think the proper protocols at all were uh, finished for were used for that. And just taking away a play after you even treated it like a play was dang ugly. Massively ugly. And what was really ugly was just giving the game away on a personal foul. This game was all about flags, and actually some of the holding ones I did agree on. You know, I thought those were correct calls for the most part for the holding, but why did you miss some of them on the Chiefs? Why why, did you miss them? If you're going to call it that way, call it the whole game. Also on that stretch out by Valdez Scantling, he pulled the ball back. If you're a running back and not crossing a a goal line, and then you pull the ball back, you're down where you pulled it back to, you know? I've known that one for a long time, and you gave him forward progress just by stretching it out. And then you replayed it and still got it wrong. Massively screwed the Bengals on that one. And then the biggest job was at the end of the game where you just completely just gave it away on a personal foul. You know, there's, there's calls being wrong. The whole game, replay was fixing a bunch of them. And then you just give the game to the Chiefs based on that. The guy's falling, and he kind of sticks his hand up there, barely touches the quarterback on his fall. And you call that a personal foul. Just absolutely ugly. Ending the game on that, taking it from the Bengals. That was, the, the football was terrible this weekend, and uh, it was unfortunate. I guess you hope for a better game in the Super Bowl, but that's two big games last year's Super Bowl and this AFC conference that the Bengals completely got the short end of the fishing stick. The way I figure, there's really not too much future with a sawed-off front like you. All right, now I have one free play for you guys, and I think this is going to keep going up at least to three. Right when DraftKings brought it up at one, I had to make the play. I did play the Eagles. It switched pretty quickly to two and two and a half. It's still at two or two and a half. But look, the Chiefs got massively banged up this game. Massively banged up. You know, uh, Pacheco was amazing. I should have talked, said him for the good. But they lost a little bit on the defensive line. They lost some cornerbacks. They lost, oh, I think, maybe one offensive lineman. I have to relook. Maybe they didn't. They lost Tony. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is hurt. You don't know who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. There's just a lot of injuries on this Chiefs team, and they fought a much harder game than the Eagles. I think that wears on them a little bit. The Eagles look fresh coming into this game. They look healthy, and the Chiefs do not. Now, Mahomes' ankle, like I said, two more weeks to heal. But, man, now you have to play an Eagles team that can score this ball, that do that does have the athletes to match up against the Chiefs, and you have a healthy running quarterback. Like I said, if Burrow ran the ball better, I think better things going to happen to the Bengals. But, man, that is not looking good for the Chiefs. This is now an Eagles favorite. I think it goes to three. I took the one. I like it at two, two and a half if you have to. Take the Eagles under the three. We'll call it two for the sake of this show because there's plenty of twos out there right now for three stars. I let it go. And I said to myself, this is the business we've chosen. My friends, thank you for listening to this show. Can't wait to get into some Super Bowl props coming up over the next two weeks. Going to try to have some great guests for you. If you have any questions, feel free to tweet us at the Ozbreakers. Message us at info at the Ozbreakers.com. Have a wonderful rest of your week and go get some. Eat.